COVID. City of Yara. Isolation. COVID-19 vaccine. Biculturalism. Community. Culturally and linguistically diverse pop-up. COVID pandemics. Fitzroy. Interpreting. Cantonese. Oromo. Vaccine certificate. Food relief. Collingwood. Great East African. Rich man. Chinese. North Carlton. Communities. Yara libraries. Yara Libraries acknowledges the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people as the traditional owners and true sovereigns of the land known as Yara. We also acknowledge the significant contributions made by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders peoples to life in Yara. We pay our respects to elders past and present. Hello and welcome to Yara Library's Overdue podcast. The COVID-19 pandemic has kick-started a lot of overdue conversation. In this series, we bring you voices of some culturally and linguistically diverse people who live and work in the city of Yara. They reflect on the positive experiences and challenges in responding to their community's needs during this pandemic. These are the recollections of their personalized experiences, memories, anecdotes and insights on where to from here. Coming up next is our Mistbusters and Q&A panel, hosted by children and younger people from Fitzroy Learning Network and Yara Youth Services, asking important COVID health questions with special guests who are all health professionals working in the city of Yara. Hi, my name is uh, Dr. Amberine Farouk and I work at the Centre for Culture, Ethnicity and Health in North Richmond. And our project involves explaining long COVID to communities that speak as a second language, as their main language. And we try and tell them all about long COVID and what it does to the body. Hi, my name is Amar Elmi. I'm a project officer. I work as a vaccine ambassador at the North Richmond Community Health. I work with the East African community, particularly for mothers and children. We explain more about the COVID vaccine. We give more about awareness and health promotions and the benefit of the vaccine. I'm Emma Jane. I'm one of the nurses at North Richmond Community Health Centre. I work in the community and um, know a lot about vaccinations and COVID-19. Hello, my name's Jacaine and I'm 11 and I got a question. Is it safe for younger people or children to go to the vaccine clinic? So I'm one of the nurses at North Richmond Community Health Centre and I also have given vaccines to children and it's very safe for children to come in to the vaccine clinic you can come with your parents and you can come with your brothers and sisters and you'll have a nice friendly nurse who will talk it all through with you and you can bring your toys or anything that you want to have to distract you and it will be over very very quickly it might be a little bit painful but it's just very small pain and then it's over and you should feel absolutely fine you might feel a little bit tired maybe a day or so afterwards, but that's probably about it. And normally nurses have some nice treats as well for you. Hi, my name is Aisha and I'm nine years old and I would like to know what can I do if I'm scared of needles? 
Oh, uh, hi, Aisha. Thanks for the question. I'm scared of needles too. And what my trick is, is I just look away when the needle's coming. I think it's better if you don't see it, you won't be anxious about it. And at the end, when the actual needle goes in, it's just a very small, tiny little bit of pain. And you will realize that it's not as bad as it feels. Is it true younger people or children don't get sick from COVID? Um, so it's common that younger people don't get as sick as adults do, but some children do get sick still. So it's important for children to get vaccinated because it means that you can stay at school and playing with your friends and do everything that you enjoy and see everyone. Hi. Um, yeah, thanks for your question. And it is true, like Imogen said, that younger people don't get as sick from COVID-19. But I want to also tell you about something called long COVID. And that's a condition that can come about in the body after the actual infection from COVID has finished. And it can stay with you for months and it can really make you sick for a very long time. And what we're finding around the world when we're checking up on kids who have had COVID is sometimes these kids get this condition called long COVID. And some of them get better straight away after a few weeks, but some of them stay sick for a very long time. And really, that would be a terrible thing to have because you're still unwell sometimes months later, sometimes even longer than that. And the sad thing is that you can't go back to your normal life straight away, the playing and the school and your friends, because the body is still fighting long COVID and wouldn't want that to happen to anybody. So I think avoiding COVID-19 with all the messages about staying safe and healthy would also help you to avoid long COVID. Yeah, thank you for your questions. As Imogen and Dr. Amrin said, kids, they wouldn't get as bad as adults, but also you have to keep in your mind that kids, they can avoid to contract with the COVID because they can easily catch with the COVID. Kids, they normally, they don't socially distance. They don't regularly wash their hands. So that as adults, they do also the face masking. So the best option is to get vaccinated so you can protect yourself. If I get vaccinated, can it make me get sick with COVID-19? Good question. But if you get vaccinated, it doesn't protect you from getting COVID, but it protects you from getting as sick with COVID. So you have a different type of reaction or the way your body reacts is different to if you would just get it without the vaccination. So you might just get a little bit of a sniffle or a little bit of a sore throat rather than feeling like you've got to be in bed for a couple of days and rest the whole time. So it'll keep you healthier and being able to do all the things you want to do and get back to school. So that's a great question about vaccines. But I can tell you a little fact about them is the vaccine, it won't make you sick, but what it will do is it will protect you against the disease called long COVID, which is a longer disease that you can get after COVID-19 is finished. And the vaccine has been shown to stop people getting that, even kids. So really important to tell mum and dad to get vaccinated 
grandparents to get vaccinated and yourself because not only are you stopping yourself from getting COVID-19, which is really important, but then you're also stopping your body from developing that illness that is called long COVID. And nobody wants to be sick for months. And it's really important that the vaccine be able to help you and protect you against a longer illness. Will getting COVID strengthen younger people or children immunity to the virus? And if so, do I even need a COVID vaccine then? That's a good question because it does seem strange that you you do get some immunity from having COVID. So when you get it, you will be protected for probably about six to eight weeks after you've had COVID. But the thing is, we don't want you to get sick with COVID and to feel really unwell in the first place. And that's what the vaccination does. It prevents you from getting really sick with COVID or having long COVID as well. So having the symptoms that go on longer. So it could go on for a couple of months, those sort of symptoms. So that's what the vaccination protects you from. So you do need to get the vaccine. (laughs) Yeah, hi, very good questions. We cannot risk ourselves to test means to get it and COVID. So we can means we can get natural immunity. It is very, very risky. Because if you catch the COVID or get the COVID-19, some people, they may have severe consequences, like either you might die or you get long COVID. So yes, it's true. You can get natural immunity, but it's not as high as a COVID vaccinations. So the vaccine would give you maximum protection, but the COVID will give you a little bit lower than vaccine. So the best thing is to get vaccinated. What is natural immunity? How does the vaccine build immunity? That's a great question. So how does the COVID-19 virus build immunity compared to how the vaccine might build immunity? Let's have a look at both of those. So when you get sick from COVID-19 and you're not immunised, the body produces some cells that remember the illness that say, we're fighting COVID-19 today. Let's produce some things that can fight this virus and make you better. And so your body starts to fight and it tries to destroy the virus. It tries to kill the virus and get it out of your body. And then after a couple of weeks, you start to feel better once the body has understood what it has to do and how it's going to fight it. And then you start to feel better, maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a bit longer. But when you have a vaccine, what it is, is it's a little bit of the virus that's been changed and altered and it's put into your arm through an injection and the body sort of learns what it has to do without having the the actual huge bulk of the virus in your body. It's like a little setup for the body to understand, oh, this is what I have to do. So your cells learn, your body learns, okay, this is what has to be done. This is what we need to do if we ever come across COVID-19. And it starts to understand how to produce a fight against that virus. So later on, 
when you do come across COVID-19, you, you get it from the playground or from your friends or someone in your family, your body already knows what it has to do. The memory is already there in your cells, in parts of your body that say, okay, I've seen this before, I know how to fight it. And you can get better very quickly. In fact, what we're finding is some people don't get very sick at all, especially kids, because their body's already understood how to fight. And we have that in our, our body's memory that we know how to fight the virus. So that's what makes the vaccine really good for us. And it's especially good, not just for kids, but for mum and dad and for our grandparents, because our bodies are all learning, okay, this is the virus, this is how we're going to fight it. Can the vaccine cause infertility or autism? Um, that's a great question. And I can see how people can be worried about that. But infertility is when you can't have kids. And we know that the vaccine has an effect on the body, but it absolutely doesn't affect any other part of the body other than teaching our body how to fight the virus. And as we know, that is the only effect the vaccine has on the body. Yes, as Amberine said, that's a really good question. And an infertility is when you can't have children. And we know that the COVID vaccination doesn't cause that. The COVID vaccination is there to protect you from the COVID-19 virus. But there are lots of other things that might affect fertility or periods and if you have any of those concerns you should definitely go to your doctor. And the second part of your question was about autism and the vaccine and I can tell you that right now we know that there is no link between being vaccinated with any sort of vaccine and autism and I think it is completely safe for our body the vaccine now and other vaccines as well have been used around the world many, many millions of times over. And in all that time, with all those people vaccinated, we've never found a link between autism and vaccination. So when you go for your vaccination, you can be pretty safe and you can be pretty happy that those two things are not going to be linked to your vaccination. Can younger people or children experience side effects from getting vaccinated? Will there be long-term side effects? So that's a good question because your parents might have been vaccinated and they might have felt a bit unwell when they got vaccinated. So you might be a bit worried that you might feel unwell too. But when kids get vaccinated generally they have very small side effects they might just feel a little bit tired and most children that because I'm a nurse and I've vaccinated quite a lot of children and most of them haven't felt ill at all and they actually have just gone and, and skipped off and played and been absolutely fine so that's from my experience of vaccinating children so most of the time children don't feel any side effects from the vaccination Hey, my name is Eden and I've got some questions regarding the COVID-19 vaccination. Why should younger people or children risk getting any side effects from the vaccine if they're healthy and their risk of getting severely sick from COVID is low? Hi, um, you know, that's a great question. Um, and as young people, you should be thinking about that. Why should I have the vaccination? I'm young, I won't get a very bad illness 
most likely from COVID-19. But I've been helping communities understand this condition called long COVID. And I'll tell you a little bit about it and why it's a worry for people who've had COVID-19. So what we're finding is that when people get COVID-19, including kids, including young people, that about a third of them will not get better straight away. At about four to six weeks, when we expect most people to be completely well, about a third of people, that means out of 10 people, about three of them are going to still be sick. And they're gonna stay sick for a very long time. And that's called long COVID. And what we're noticing is that kids, young people and adults, when they get long COVID, they can be unwell for months and months. And they don't return to normal and they don't return to their normal lives straight away. And one of the things we're noticing with people with long COVID is that they get extremely tired. And this tiredness is is not just like the tiredness you have when you've had a night out. You get better the next day or have a bit of a rest, sleep in. It's a tiredness that goes on and on. And sometimes they can experience other problems too, like chest pains and cough and headaches. They can feel down. They can feel unmotivated. They can feel like they've got no energy. And these things can go on for weeks, if not months. And there's no way that I can tell you who's going to get long COVID when they get COVID-19. Nobody is really safe from that long-term illness. So it's a bit of a chance that you take if you're going to say, well, let me just get COVID and see what happens. Because yes, you might get better and you might be better in a couple of weeks and you might um, return to normal straight away. But there's a chance that some people will stay sick for a very long time and nobody really wants that. And I think if you can find a way to protect yourself against a condition that makes you unwell for months and months on end and stops you from returning to your normal life and your normal day-to-day activities, I wouldn't want to take that chance and I'm sure as young people you wouldn't want to do that either. Are there younger people or children who shouldn't get the COVID-19 vaccine because of health reasons or allergies? If you've got any concerns about your own health before getting the COVID-19 vaccination, you need to go and speak to your like specialist doctor or at the hospital or to speak to your family GP. There might be a number of reasons that you might not be able to be vaccinated with the COVID-19 vaccination but your doctor or your specialist doctor at the hospital will tell you that and if not they will give you the right advice on how to go about protecting yourself. Thanks Imogen. I just wanted to add that the reason the rest of us get vaccinated is to help protect a very small number of people in our community who can't get vaccinated because of their health problems. And it's really important that we help protect those people by doing our part and getting our vaccine. And that stops COVID-19 from spreading through our community and making those people really sick who can't get the vaccine because of their health problems. If I want to get some information about COVID and vaccination, where can I go? So 
I work at North Richmond Community Health Centre. We have lots of accessible information. You can book your appointments on Hot Docs, which is an online service. So you can do it on the app or on the computer. But we also have support services in the white tent down at North Richmond and um, people who speak multiple languages, Vietnamese, Chinese, Dinka, and offer translation services as well and providing you with direction and the right information. The concierge tent at North Richmond Community Health Centre, which is the big white tent, runs 9.30 till 4.30 from Monday to Friday. Where can I find out this information in different languages or in simple, easy to understand language? Hi, um, thanks for your question. That's a um, good question. So at the Centre for Culture, Ethnicity and Health, we have a web page just on long COVID and the material there is really being translated already into many, many languages that our community is speaking and want information in. But the really good thing about the information is it's also been produced with the help of our communities as well. So it's easy to understand, it's been translated, and it's sometimes in smaller bits of information so that we can understand things like long COVID and COVID-19 more easily. And we've got all the translations there We've got interviews with doctors in different languages. We've got fact sheets and some of the information is in audio as well. So please have a look and you can learn more about this condition of long COVID and help anyone that you might know in your community who's having that problem. What should younger people or children do if they think they might have COVID and how can they get tested? Yeah, hi. Thank you for your question. It's very important to know it. If young people, they get COVID, they should go the nearest clinic, GB, and they should get tested. Or dad and mom can also do the rat test, which is very simple. And the student, um, kids, they can get it from the school, which is freely distributed every week. And the nearest GB or the nearest clinic, if you go there, you can get you can be tested. So it's very simple. It will just take 15 minutes to get the results. Hi there, that's a really good question. So I will just go through a couple of options for getting tested. So one of the options you can do is get a PCR test. You can get those done at CoHealth. Um, I know that CoHealth GPs offer those and they are done by nurses and they put a little swab up your nose and give you a little tickle in your nose and your throat and then that test will be then text back to you with your positive or negative result. The other option is to get a rapid test, a rapid antigen test and you can get those from pharmacies and buy them over the counter or you might go to school and get given them for free or have a concessions card and be able to get small amount of um, rat tests too. The rat tests are sometimes complex to understand and know how to do the test. I know at North Richmond Community Health Centre we can assist you with the rats tests and that's from 
9.30 till 4.30 in the week, so Monday to Friday. But if not, I know that there are in-language videos and in-language instructions if you're able to access them online and on like YouTube and the organization cultural ethnicity and health provide a lot of information in language that's accessible online what should younger people or children do if someone in their family has COVID so if someone gets tested positive for COVID in your family they need to isolate and you need to keep a social distance from them. So you will have to wear a mask and wash your hands while you're around them. And then for them to stay away from you and isolate probably in a separate room if you have the space to do so. They need to isolate for seven days from the day of their positive test result. So you need to stay away from them for those seven days as best you can. The isolation requirements have changed. So if you're living in a household where someone is positive and you're testing negative on the rapid antigen tests, you're okay to leave the house. So that's any family member. So say your mum was positive, but your dad was negative and all your siblings were still testing negative and your dad and all your siblings can go about and do everything as normal. The other thing you need to think about is when you're at home with someone who's unwell, is just think about how you're feeling and if you wake up one morning or you start to feel unwell, always make sure you do the rat test before leaving the house, perhaps to go to school in the morning. But also think about how you're feeling and if you're not feeling well in any way, just stay home and repeat your test or see your GP, contact your GP and get a PCR organised because sometimes the tests don't always indicate that we're sick and we start to feel unwell before the test becomes positive. And if you are feeling unwell, because at the moment it's winter time, so there are a lot of cold and flu viruses going around. So it's quite common to have a cold, to have a runny nose. But if you're feeling those symptoms, you need to start testing yourself or for your parent to test you and to make sure that you're not testing positive for COVID and to wear a mask um, to protect you and your friends and your family and to social distance when you can't wear a mask. So not spending lots of time with your friends inside and like super, super close to them when playing and washing your hands as well to prevent the spread of germs and any viruses, including COVID-19. What should younger people or children with existing medical conditions do about COVID? Yeah, thank you very much for your question. If someone got underlying condition and health conditions like asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, kidney disease or other disease, the best thing is before you catch the COVID, you have to get vaccinated. You have to be on your date on all your vaccination, including boosters. Because now the TAGI and medical professional are recommending anyone who has underlying health condition, he has to get the boosters. So the fourth boosters, he has to get and winter boosters also. So make sure yeah, all the time if you are in mingling with the people, there's a lot of people, you have to wear the mask. If you cannot socially distance, regularly wash your hand, 
also you have to be keep your mind and all the possibility that you can catch the disease at any time and take care of yourself. Will younger people or children end up in hospital or ICU with COVID? And if so, what will happen? That's a great question. And I can understand why younger people can be worried about getting very sick with COVID-19. But we do know it's less common and quite rare for younger people to end up in ICU and in hospital with COVID-19. And it's even less common now because a lot of young people are getting vaccinated. So we know that in a vaccinated group of people, very few are unlikely to get very, very sick and end up in ICU. So don't worry about that so much. But what you really need to be concerned about is just being on top of your vaccinations, on top of your boosters, making sure you and your family members get vaccinated so no one ends up in the hospital. If anyone does end up in the hospital because they've got very sick from COVID-19, including young people, they can be sure that they're going to receive very good treatment. And there's a lot of good treatments for COVID-19 now. And people all around the world, our doctors and nurses and health staff have got very good at helping people who have got COVID-19 who have become very unwell and they're good at fight, helping them fight and get better. So if someone you know ends up in the hospital, you can be sure that they're getting the very best care and everyone's doing the very best to help them get better and return home. Can younger people or children get long COVID? Yeah, thanks for that question. And yeah, you're right. Younger people and children um, can get long COVID. And long COVID is actually the illness that you get after COVID-19 infection has finished with the body. And really what happens is your body has fought the infection and about four or six weeks after we're finding that some people, about a third of people, are not getting better, not completely better to how they were. And sometimes they're having problems that last for weeks or months or even longer. And those problems that they're having with their health can be quite significant, quite quite hard for them to return to normal life. And those long-term problems are what we call long covid and the body continues to become unwell and suffer. And what we're finding is people have problems that can affect the whole body. So everything from their energy levels to problems with sleeping, problems with their heartbeat, problems with breathing and coughing. They can have chest pain. They can get muscle and joint aches. They can get headaches and feel down feel unmotivated and lacking energy and all these things can be part of what we call long COVID. And once the body is at that point, uh, it is really hard to tell when a person's going to start to feel better. And that's why doctors and hospitals are helping these people try and get better. And there are special clinics at hospitals that are for long COVID patients. And it's very hard to tell who's going to get long COVID. Kids can get it, although it's uncommon in children, it can still happen. Um, and nobody wants to see uh, 
young kids who are otherwise healthy, otherwise doing everything in the way that they normally do, get sick for months on end with long COVID. But we do know one thing, and that is that to stop people from getting long COVID or to decrease the chance, we are recommending that everybody get vaccinated. So vaccinated people have a much lower chance of getting long COVID. So we really recommend that everybody get their COVID-19 vaccine and their boosters. You've been listening to Yara Library's Overdue podcast series. A very big thank you to our co-producers for sharing stories and experiences from their communities on this show. You can now check out more Overdue episodes on our playlist at soundcloud.com forward slash Yara Libraries or find them on your favorite podcast app. Overdue is produced by Yara Libraries and supported by the Victorian government through the priority response to multicultural communities during coronavirus PRMC programme.